0: Here with me, Fivos. Here I am, Dave. And here I am, Bennett. <laughs> we did it again, man. We fucked up the intro. How right? are we, we supposed mess it to do up? That? I don't know. We'll, we'll get what, there. What in is year. it supposed to be? I don't know. I feel that, that it feels like we're just testing things out every week.
1: Yeah, that could be. That's great. wait, but how could we have done this intro? We said our names.
0: Yeah. Okay. Look, we're <laughs> not going to
1: spend too much time on this. Okay.
0: Here uh, I am. I'm taking that's charge. Okay. I'm taking charge. I'm being assertive. All right. So here we are again. I think we all settled on. I actually saw Dave. Dave has a ritual that he does every night. Me and Dave live together. He has a ritual where he comes out of his room (laughs) and he checks the stove like four times a night before he goes to sleep. And that was what inspired me to think that maybe today we'll talk about OCD. Wait, when's the last time you saw me do that? I hear you. It's your slippers. You have this like, <laughs> you have this slipper sound that when you walk, you you, you drag your feet. Shit,
1: I thought I, I thought I stopped dragging my feet. I thought I, I thought I got past that mentally. But you are wearing slippers. I that's am what, wearing. That's I, what I'm more worried about. <laughs>
2: you know, what? I got this image.
0: Of well, you. I'm sure he's wearing slippers because of OCD.
1: You know what I I I was living yeah I was living somewhere and the floor I didn't trust at all so I mm. I don't normally most of the other places I lived at from what I can remember I did not have slippers I either was wearing socks or just went barefoot I trusted the establishment that I that I was in but this establishment at this one point I did not trust the floors you know even if I cleaned them I still was like there's the cleaning wasn't even helping i felt in my mind so then i bought slippers mm. it was a big purchase i mm-hmm. go i'm i'm a slipper person mm-hmm. now are they they're fur lined they are fur there's no 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 they're not okay i got them at payless <laughs> payless they, is exactly what it is they look um, like you know
0: those
2: old dad slippers mm. yeah they look like that's literally what i've got in my vision yeah. yeah 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 and they're and then i got but used they're to sheepskin them. lined are they not sheepskin lined? they are sheepskin lined oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Let's let, okay this is beside the point The slippers is not the thing here okay <laughs> i got
1: excited about my slippers yeah
2: so so because OCD. yes so you're
1: wearing slippers because you don't want to touch the floor I, with your spe- feet yeah especially the bathroom you've cleaned it well now at this i, th- I that that's what it was originally It's still this is, is not though. our house by the way He's talking about somewhere else, somewhere else. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. And I brought the slippers over with me. But even in the bathroom, I feel now in my head, I feel that you should have slippers. Hmm. I don't know. Because, you know, you know, there might be water on the floor. I don't know what's happening in there. I think the bathroom, for sure, that you should have slippers. What's the worst? What are you
2: f- feared of that's going to happen when you go and check?
1: What is it? The, the gas ring? Oh, the, uh, um, oh, that, oh, death. Like, oh, like yeah. I'm dying. It's the night that it's going to burn to the ground. And I've done that. I just feel, you know, it's trust issues. I don't, in my head, I'm like, well, maybe somebody else left the stove on when they were cooking. And you know what I mean? It's control. It's fear. It's like, yeah, I don't want to die. And I don't want to die that way. You mm. know what I mean? I don't want to die in a fire. I've, I've, you know, that's gotta fucking hurt. <laughs> so there's all those. Yeah. That's not a nice way to go. Yeah. How often do you check? Every night. How many times? Once to four times. I'll do like a quick turn and then a turn back. I also, which is creepy, I check the if I check that it's off, but I also check what is it called, like the stove if the if if there's the flame is. I don't even trust the off. Or oh, the button. pilot light. Yeah. Are you are checking to see if the pilot light is on? Yes, I don't trust the off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so this is what inspired. Uh... OCD is the subject. But the thing is this, yeah, that when I think of OCD, I think of, I think of, of as good as it gets. Jack Nicholson, a guy that like steps over cracks, a guy that uh, um, cannot cross the street uh, unless there's a certain a red car walks past. Like I, I think of a very eccentric type of behavior. But I know that I had OCD tendencies when I was a kid with like turning a light switch on and off like 10 times before I left the room or having to jump up and touch the top of a door before I went in and out of a room. If I didn't do it, like I would mm. become very uh, upset. Mm. And, but what is the definition? Like, what is OC? Are these all OCDs? Like, well, what is it? What is I the also, definition? Can
1: I also ask you, are the, there's obviously levels mm. like, right? Like extreme, extreme ones and, you know what yes. I
2: mean? Yeah, I think so. I think the uh, the example of, of the film is a pretty extreme version um, and you can be anything on a sliding scale of, you know, really quite serious, intrusive uh, obsessions and compulsions and then maybe very, very small, slight ones that you might hardly notice um, that you might have done as a kid or you might still do as an adult that might just be... Uh, little habits like not stepping on the lines or having a little ritual that you do every time you do certain things that make you feel a little bit safer um what i think uh i sometimes call magical thinking you think if you do this then this will be safe now that's slightly different to what you're doing um because your yours isn't a magical thought it's you know it makes sense i want to check that the i've turned the the, the gas ring off so that isn't a magical thought that if I avoid the lines on the street, everything's going to be okay. I have that too. But just to give you up. It, for, yeah. Well, exactly because, <laughs> <laughs> because it's a demonstration of some sort of OCD behavior yeah. and it's so it's spilling out in other areas. <laughs> um, but you were asking about the definition. So, um, so really the addition of obsessions is like recurrent and persistent thoughts and urges and images that are experienced Um As intrusive or unwanted, Um, that's pretty much what is the what makes a something an obsess uh, 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 an obsession. Um, And then a compulsion is when you have a behavior uh, that is uh, acting out the obsession. So the compulsion might be checking something regularly, um, but it's some form of usually a form of repetitive behavior. Um, But OCD can manifest itself in like very dramatic ways or in really tiny ways. It could just be a little intrusive thought that you have. Um, Intrusive thought meaning? An intrusive thought is a thought, that a a recurring intrusive thought. So a thought that comes to your mind often and repetitively that, say, for example, you might have caught a communicable disease. That could be an obsessive thought. So I'll
0: just be sitting there and I'll be eating my popcorn, watching a
2: movie, and then I'm just like, oh, shit, I've got a disease. <laughs> well, uh, I mean to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> for most people, it doesn't come, like, out of the blue, but pretty much at one point, you're going to have the first thought, and the first thought, oh, I wonder if I've caught that. And then the fact that you've had the thought that you could have caught it, to you might be evidence that that is a f- possibility, So once the anxiety creates a possibility, the possibility becomes almost a probability, and then you have to do something to prevent that probability uh, becoming evident. So the probability might be in your case, Dave, that you know you set the house on fire. So you've got to do a a compulsive behaviour to check that that isn't going to happen Um, with a with an intrusive, just an intrusive thought it might or might not lead to a behavior so you can have an obsessive thought without it leading to a compulsion um, but often it does lead to a compulsion so the obsessive thought might be i've got a you know communicable disease um, and then the compulsion might be over washing or it might be avoiding people or not shaking hands um, or avoiding areas where you think you know that disease might spread or you could get you know you could catch another disease um, so often diseases are a common Areas around this, so people don't like to sort of... They might have them around toilet bowls and uh, germs. They're often areas where obsessive
1: compulsion uh, symptoms come sort of are evident, but it can be in any realm. My mom will cook the chicken so, like, cooked. (laughs) And everybody at the house is like, we know that what happens, but she thinks that if she doesn't, the chicken, if we eat it, we're going to die. Right. And it's, like, funny because nobody challenges it like they'll say it out loud to her like mom you're cooking it and she'll just you know but she's obsessive about it so she's like battles it she's like no no i don't want i don't want what's it called anyone to get sick it's just like but it's ever since i was a kid not not when i, I don't remember as a kid but now as the a, a, a older i was like oh man our chicken was probably cooked <laughs> so like oh is <laughs> you know, like- it really tough like- yeah. <laughs> sand yeah, like Dave. Dave
0: oh, I don't want to. I'm not going to insult your mom's cooking.
1: No, no, you can say this is no, a, no, no. You know, that's
0: oh.
2: not on me to make those jokes. Come on. Well, no, she's a good but cook. It depends whether you've experienced the the, uh, the tough rubber chicken. I've
0: experienced Dave's chicken, which uh, is, my chicken's yeah.
1: yeah, but again, my mom does make good food. I, I don't want to, you know, diss all of her food uh, making. But I remember with the chicken, especially even when I'm on the phone with her and she's like, "What are you going to eat?" I go, "I'm going to I'm going to cook chicken," and she goes, "Dave, make sure like that's a very." I feel that's a compulsive thing that she, she has, she has a lot of them, but that's one of them I, I, that I'm like, and we always, I just hear, I was like, oh, this is why the chicken, she's like really commands the kitchen.
2: So there's some logical thought behind it because as we know, raw chicken with listeria and salmonella can cause a lot of problems. So it makes sense. We're all taught to cook it thoroughly and properly, but it sounds like what you're saying is it's moved to the realm of something in which, you're not having nice chicken. It's overcooked. It always It could happens. be overcooked
1: sometimes, yeah. Not like, you know, it's overcooked sometimes, you know. And uh, But we grew up around her being like, you know. She, she herself will, will, like, feel like if she goes to the doctor and the doctor, like, is a bit, like, not clear with what she may have. Like, if she's like, oh, I feel this way. She'll start running her mind into the most worst things that possibly happen. Lock herself in a room. And then start to break down emotionally and mm. like just sad for a whole week till the doctor and she goes back and the doctor goes, You're fine. So it's constant, like I have to have talks with her, like, What did the doctor say? He didn't say that the thing you're thinking. And she's like, No. And I'm like, Then why you come to that road when that happens? Right. But that's, yeah.
2: Yeah. So, but is that OCD? OCD? Well, <clears throat> OCD is, you know, a sort of a, a branch of anxiety. So it sounds like your mum is, anxious and yeah. and some of the anxiety comes out as health anxiety. Yeah, And if she doesn't get reassurance from the doctor, then she starts obsessing. That's what I have as well. About her health. So I would say that the obsessing part of it and the fact that she doesn't, you know, she goes and locks herself in a room for a week until she goes back to the doctor is, um, you know, OCD because it's, uh, it's letting the obsession, the
1: anxiety get in the way of, of functioning living she doesn't even like her t- her emotion changes like her body language and you could tell on the phone she her mind's not there like it's a very and that happens to me too i remember and this is a gross story but you
0: do, but the, you do something now still at, at home do you? so dave has <laughs> dave has this thing i'm just putting all your days no, 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 look i you want did, you to you i would, want
1: you to think that you you, uh, you can do all you can put this all out there i'm not by any means offended or will feel any type of way, so just no, don't. Man, you don't have to preface it. it you we're know doing I mean? it with love. We're yeah, that's what I, I mean. But you don't have love. to preface like. I know. Fine. Okay. okay
0: yeah. So, so Dave washes his hands a lot. Yes. But to the point true. where uh, the towel is soaking wet, and uh, we've never gone through so much soap as since Dave has moved in. <laughs> but <laughs> I, it I didn't apologize. occur to me. It, it. I didn't even notice it really, and then it, we. I started to see Jesus. Like we used to buy one of these every month before and now we buy one a week and
2: i guess would that be a classic ocd behavior yes yes yeah. um let's ask dave and would, what what you, are you aware of doing it is it habitual are you conscious that
1: there's something going on yeah, that start, started with my mom as a kid, when me and my sister, she would make us wash our hands, like if we entered from outside, uh, if we touched something dirty. So we were washing our hands multiple times throughout the day and in, in the week. And my mom also suffers from that. Her hands would go completely red and like red, red, just like my sister. And we, I noticed paper towel and soap was purchased so much as a child. Like we were going through bars of soap. So I think it became normal in my head, and then I got the fear of, like, if I touch something. One time I held, I'll, I'll never forget it was here, I touched, somebody gave me something. Like, you know, a, a guy, like a, a street dude gave me a card, but I, in my head I was like, where's this guy been? Like, where is he? Mm-hmm. Did he put his hand in his pants so he touch his dick all day? Mm-hmm. So then I, I kept the one hand in the air. Like, it didn't touch any of my body, and I remember mm-hmm. I tried to take money out and i had to out of my pocket and i had to use the the left hand as opposed to the right hand because the right hand was dirty till i got into the apartment hands still in the air to wash it so Mm -hmm. it's like this so anytime there's that kind of fear i wash my hands and that's what happens i wash too much Um, and it stems from like probably my childhood from, from, you know, passed down from my mom and me not breaking that cycle. So I haven't broken any of that cycle, but to be honest, I, I have, I know it's still excessive, but it's better than last year.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's good to know. And let me ask you this, when you, let's say in the example you gave, when, when this guy gave you this thing and you didn't want, you helped, you didn't want to touch it. What do you seriously think that you are going to catch a possible disease from that? I mean, you know, let's just say he had put his hands down his pants. Um, what do you think you're going to catch?
1: No, it's not even. It's even. It's. I wish it was catching something because that would make it at least a legit. It's the idea that it's like two separations, clean and dirty. Uh. So if it's clean, so now it's like it's. And I figured it out because I try to figure my mom's uh, disease out about it. It's like a schedule almost, like you. It's like dominoes, right? It's a domino effect. Mm. So so the dominoes are all set up, and then his him coming over, giving me the card, me touching it. And then touching the rest of my body is a domino effect. And now I gotta wash my phone. Now I gotta wash my clothes. Now everything has to be washed. Why? Because it's dirty. Do you know what I mean? It, none of it makes obviously any sense. Well, no, in, I, in I'm it. trying to understand. Yeah, because yeah. uh,
2: I mean, it it is dirty, probably or dirtier. Yeah. Would it be the same if? You know, thieves had given you something, or a fever, no.
1: thieves had picked something up off the street and then gave it to you. Yeah, if, oh, if it was on the ground and he tossed it to me, and I felt yeah. it would be like today, one of my socks, I washed them and I pulled it out, and the sock fell on the ground, and I put it right mm. back into the into to being washed.
2: So let me ask <laughs> you that: do, re, realistically, do you recognize that the chance of you know that anything bad coming from that putting on that sock is that magical thinking that you're thinking? Okay, this sock is is you know has got bad karma now or do you actually think that that sock has a you know something that could hurt you
1: or is it just this goes against the rules that you've decided for yourself rules against myself and karma it's like okay this is dirt everyone everything else everyone else is in the closet uh, or the drawer clean they never hit the floor now this one that hit the floor is going to go in there and it's going to contaminate it's not there's no order there mm-hmm. so it's like a mix okay. of those two things
2: so is it interesting because you use the word order because very often yeah. control is a big
1: piece and that's why I think my mom like OCD. yeah it's like the control and then we would fuck with that control when we we're kids yeah and she would snap so when i was younger i always would get angry at her and cry and be like what the fuck's wrong with my mother what's wrong why isn't my dad like stopping this and we were kids we didn't know and then when i got older and i started to suffer from this i go oh it's a control thing she was she had an order and then we were messing with her order and she's sick we couldn't track Mm -hmm. that as kids obviously we were like nine so we were like what's wrong with like is she like why is this so being this weird do you
0: reach do people reach for control and because i like the only time the things i can relate to but i think is more magical thinking would be well I can relate to more when, when I'm under a high level of stress, I do try and control my environment around me and others, mm-hmm. uh, into making sure that everything's perfect. Everything goes well. I watched like, I went on vac- uh, vacation or holiday vacation for the Americans holiday for the Brits, uh, in 2008 with my, uh, f- three very close friends. They're like family. We grew up together and I took home video and I watched that video now and I'm so embarrassed because there was <laughs> there were so many moments where we'd go to a restaurant and they'd be eating the food and I'd be like, no, no, that's not how you eat it. You go eat in this order. Like I was, everything was carefully managed and crafted, but it was coming from a place of I wanted it to be the best experience they could have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that this is the perfect way. That, "Quote unquote" to do something, but then maybe is that OCD or is that perfectionism or is that a mixture of everything? Or even as a child, that thing that I would describe to you about having to touch the door, or like if I didn't mm-hmm. touch the door, like I said in my head, my mum would die. Or mm-hmm. I would play Street Fire. Do you remember Street Fire? Of course, of course. Uh, who was your, your character?
1: um Ryu or Ken? Yeah, that's me as well.
0: Ryu or Ken? So I used to. Yeah, no, This is yeah, over played. My head. you don't seem like a guy that played Street Fighter, funnily enough.
2: No. I don't know why. I don't even know what it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is it, so it's a video game.
1: Okay. A computer game for the Brits. Um, and I used let, to play it. Let me even tell you, sorry, I apologize for cutting you off, but um, my my dad snaps on this because my mom, if the controller, now imagine the controllers for your video game or the TV fell on the ground or got dirty, mm. my mom would wash it. Uh, and it
0: would break, I assuming Bro,
1: if I could tell you, my dad, how many times he, I've been in alone, alone with a room with him and him snapping, him mm-hmm. going, yeah, if "You're fucking mother, man! Another controller. She wash and I pay." <laughs> 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 so she went through like, and she still, still like, I, there must have been that. Like, I'm talking hundreds of controllers. Street Fighter controllers, Sega Genesis controllers, Nintendo that she washed because we might have dropped them or touched them dirty. Sorry, I mean, I just, I didn't want to forget that. But
0: no, yeah, so I would play it. And if I didn't, when my parents were getting divorced, I would play the game until, I don't, don't, did I talk about this in the last episode? I would play the game until uh, I beat the boss. And in my head, I said, I have to beat the boss. Otherwise my parents will definitely get divorced. Mm -hmm. But Is that OCD or is that magical thinking?
2: Like what are the, are they all these things related? They're all related. Yes. Um, they're all ways we think about something. Um, and they are, we're, we're probably more likely to have certain ways lean, lean towards certain ways of, uh, being. So if you're more likely to be a slightly anxious person, then you're probably more likely to have a little bit of magical thinking and a little bit of attempt to control. So the the purpose being that life itself feels a bit out of control. That might be just our emotions about things. Um, And so what do we do? We want to to control that. What are the things we can control? Some of the things we can control are like washing our hands, checking the doors, making everything is safe, uh, feeling that we are in a little safe space. So these behaviors become sort of like props they become some sort of control support when we feel like other things are out of control but of course then what happens is it becomes a little bit habitual and you end up doing these things all the time and then you start thinking if i don't do them things will get out of control yeah so you have to keep doing them thinking that's the only way you can get control whereas in actual fact really the best way of getting control is having freedom and freedom is not having to be controlled by anything, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, cause you're actually controlled by your sock right now. You know, if I your sock happens controlled. to be
1: full onto the floor, you know, <laughs> That's you so, can, the way you, can, you said it is so <laughs> funny, but I am controlled by <laughs> your sock. By I literally did you know? it today. And, it, and, 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 you know, uh, before I used to go like this, it, like it, I would be like, fuck, like, you know what I mean? Like these little tantrums, these emotional breakdowns, I'd sweat and i would just literally sit down by myself and just get so mad at myself i go why are you like this why 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 was i why am i like this this is not you know it was like darker in my head i'm like why what this is never going to end you're going this is it it's over everyone yeah. else is normal you're this person who's going to be crippled with this and it was taxing on my chest i remember i was like this heavy weight i was like it's too much of like is trying to control and it was just not I you know and the worst it ever got not the worst but this is bad is I I was we moved into an apartment and I got the I got a bigger room with a balcony and third day in I convinced my friend I go you got you got to take my room and I lied to him I was like you know man you got you got more stuff than me like a walk in closet and you know and then a month later I he's I can I had to confess to him I was like the reason. Um, we switches because I thought I was going to jump off the balcony for some, you know what I mean? Like I wasn't suicidal. I was like, I just, I just, mm-hmm. for some odd reason thought one day I'd wake up in the, in the middle of the night and <laughs> jump off a balcony. Mm. Like, and then I had to switch rooms. Mm-hmm. So the
2: random thought came in. Well, yeah, really. Uh, and because it came in, then it became a possibility. Yes. Ah, and then once it's a possibility, because you're anxious that possibility could become a likelihood. So you better avoid that because actually that's something that
1: really could happen, even though you weren't suicidal. No, I don't, I, nothing. I wasn't sad, sad. Like Mm -hmm. I was not, I was just like, you know, we get sad and stuff, but it wasn't enough for, I'm like jumping off a balcony is drastic. I was just like, you know, I'll avoid this and just, and get a smaller room. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think what's interesting, I don't know there is that you've shown
2: us in, in just a little bit, how your anxiety actually impinges on your life even in small ways you've given up the nice bedroom yeah. you know you're having to check your uh, apartment every night you're yeah. having to buy more towels and yeah. washing up liquid and, and all the rest of it you're, you can't always leave the house without you know putting on an extra pair of socks because you've dropped a sock on the floor yeah. that might be small but these little things are impinging upon so in actual fact they are, these
1: the anxiety is controlling you rather than the other way around in these moments. Oh man, that year with the the the, the balcony thing. There was one thing. This is this is this is probably you know. Be, no, you we're know, just going down. A memory we're going lane. down. A, <laughs> not even <laughs> of memory. I mean, this is gonna be like <laughs> we if people listen to this and they see me, they are gonna be like, holy fuck. I would put on my underwear and I'd be like this underwear feels weird I would take it off put it in the in the in the laundry bin and I would go through three underwear till I got to the right feeling I don't even know what the fuck the feeling was yeah what was the feeling to get your lucky pants I don't know so it would take me 40 minutes to leave my room and I was always late for like three months people like we're why are you late and I'd have to make an excuse I couldn't be like I was trying on my underwear didn't feel right. Like there was just this, yeah. I, I, you're not going to tell no, us. You know, I was not. too scared. It'd be like, what? <laughs> sorry, I'm late for
2: the job interview. I was on my fifth pair of underwear. <laughs> it is, didn't that, feel right.
0: is that, would that fall under the umbrella of OCD?
2: Yes. Would. So
0: similarly, if I go out for lunch and I don't know what I want to eat. And then at some point I'd start going through the options and then I never get to any sort of answer Um, to the point where I don't end up eating lunch because I don't know what I want to eat. What is that? Is that Is that obsessive compulsive or is that a whole other
2: situation? I I think it's, it's hard to know um, because if it's just, well, I like all of these options and I just can't pick one that might just be like, there's a plethora of choice. And in the time that you've got, you can't choose. But if it's, actually there's some thinking around it. Like, what if I have this? And then that would mean this. And if I had this, and that's, that would yeah, mean this. that's what it is. And if that's going, then there is an an element there of obsessive and compulsive thinking. So when we, so when we talk about OCD, because people
0: often use it very loosely, right? Like in like, how many times have you heard somebody go, I'm a little OCD. <laughs> so so I'm just a little bit OCD. <laughs> uh, and then you go into a place and they're like, uh, you, you're like, Oh, you've, you've got a very clean apartment. Like, I'm so OCD about this.
2: like, Are we incorrectly using the term? I mean, I'm sure there are times when we're incorrectly using the term. But, I mean, I think oftentimes a little OCD is explaining some of those behaviors. Um, But that doesn't mean there's anything clinical or worrying about those behaviors. Uh, I like everything to be kind of neat and tidy at at home. And then, you know, if if someone... i find it difficult to concentrate on the television if everything's messy you know around me and the plates there so i'll tidy those up um at what point it becomes ocd is really you know if you were to to look at definitions it's when it starts impinging on your life so if you know you just can't decide to eat, what, what to eat that's not nothing not a problem if you're not eating <laughs> Because you know you're so uh, compulsive about thinking of all the options and obsessing over it, then that that is a problem.
1: You know this is uh, you know, and this is graphic. I I I, I, I you know I do apologize, but it, is this not
0: f- safe for work? If somebody's is listening safe. to the, this, no, no, on no it's their- a funny
1: thing, my because my, you said uh, people use OCD loose, uh, loosely, and my friend, a close friend of my another comedian, would always. I would do these, oh, I would be like, I have OCD, or I would do these things, and he goes, I just don't understand you. He goes, "He goes, you'll take a woman home after two nights you met her and you'll eat her ass, but you don't want to, you can't pick your socks up. Like, it doesn't, it, you know, it doesn't make, it doesn't make Any sense. Any logical sense. There's what, no logic What's there. your
2: answer to that, then? How would you respond to that?
1: Well, I, I originally responded with, like, I like eating a girl's ass. Mm. That was the original. Ready. <laughs> That kind, of, that kind of outweighed any anything kind of, else <laughs> yeah. yeah it wouldn't matter
2: what you you would actually like push all your socks on i floor, would throw them all on yeah. the ground not worry about the burning apartment yeah yeah, it could burn behind me It you know? what's funny
0: imagine that just uh, i just i just have a picture of a girl with a like sticking her ass up and then just a random sock, sock falling yeah. perfectly in line
2: and dave just went nah
0: I couldn't do this. (laughs) This where was this sock?
2: (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, that'd be quite a dangerous moment. Then you had the perfect opportunity, and a sock falls. What do you do? What are you doing that? But he would like. Is this extreme? Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't really like to think in terms of extreme or not extreme. I think it's it's on the sliding scale. Is uh, it? uh, I think it's you know it's pretty much for Dave to say how much he feels it impinges on his life. If it's no big deal, you know, if he doesn't care whether a sock is, you know, falls to the ground and he's got plenty of socks and he can put it back in the sock drawer, it's no big deal. If it becomes extreme, really, it becomes a problem when it's stopping you living your life in the way you want yeah. to. And that's so,
0: so there isn't, so when you said at the beginning there was a sliding scale of how serious something is,
2: that's subjective. Um, Yes, it's subjective. There is a, a formal diagnosis. And you have to meet certain criteria to get the diagnosis of OCD. Like if Dave uh, doesn't care that
0: he washes his hands, or let's forget Dave, but just if somebody yeah, comes in and they say, an "No, no," if, they, if somebody comes in and is like, I wash my hands 200 times a day, but I don't care. Like I, I really enjoy, I don't mind washing my hands. I actually quite like it. Uh, would you be inclined to just say, well, if it's not bothering you, then it's not a problem. Or would it be, this is an issue we should, this is not, and we keep using we need to find a different word than normal but we we're looking at something and saying this is not an ideal way to live or whatever
2: that might uh yes i i think on the whole i would ask the ask the person people aren't always necessarily re- reliable sort of reporters and so they might say yeah no it doesn't bother me at all um but if i ask their boss the boss would be like well yeah you know um he's been late to work for the last 5 weeks because uh, you know, whatever is holding him back. Um, and that might be a different story. But if genuinely someone comes along and says, yeah, yeah, I'm a bit OCD because I have this, this, and this, but it doesn't bother me, then I'm not going to worry about it. Uh, but it's the same with anxiety. You know, at some point you can be anxious and it can be helpful. It can be anxious and it can be unhelpful.
1: But it, like in my mother's case, it is probably like, you know, she has like people get frustrated. Like my dad's not, you like you, people are getting frustrated. Like my dad's like, I, I don't want to wash my hands all the time.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, then, you know,
1: remote control manufacturers are making a lot of money, money out of it. Off, Yeah, and um, my sister's kids now wash their hands. She makes them wash their hands, and they don't get it. And it's this is not funny, but it's, like, wild because I was like, oh, that's how I went. I can see how I went through as a kid watching them, like their exact emotion, like they're just confused. They're like, why do I have to wash my hands? I'm a kid. Yes, and I think that, to, to your point, Feeves, about – you know, if someone comes to you and says, I'm washing my hands
2: 200 times, it's no big deal. I'm not worried about it. I think I would be, my ears would prick up. I would think if you're that obsessive about this one thing, chances are there's some other obsessions in your life that are getting in your way, or that one way or another, these obsessions are going to affect somebody else. So I think I would say, you know, is this optimal living? But if they genuinely said, really, this is it. I don't care. I, I, I wouldn't worry. But you know what you've shown there dave i think is that you know you if you grow up in that environment then the chances are you're going to inherit that as well and yeah. then it's passed down and that, you know that's something that you kind of isn't really helpful to have passed down to you
1: no and, and my brothers don't go through it i think and my dad is just like comedically hilarious because he's like living in a sitcom because mm-hmm. he's just like he's he's been in the game with her for so long that it's a thing like he has he has designated plastic bags with him in his car <laughs> to touch things, right? Like you know, so he's like living with it, and he just does like frustrations where he goes, your mother. Man. He used to call her like bleach as a joke, and then she would yell at him, like, you really, know, yeah, yeah, because she would like buy so much bleach, and like floors would be bleached. You know what I mean? Like I'd so, see her cleaning the so ground.
2: You know, that's quite, quite extreme. Yeah, but not unusual by any stretch um it's it's her sister was it happens a lot
1: yeah her sister was like that um me and my cousin as kids we would wait till she she'd vacuum and you'd go up and you're like nobody was up here like for four hours like what are you vacuuming so we would as kids put our finger on the carpet and then run downstairs and then we would just hear from my grandmothers because they live in a duplex you would hear like ah like you'd hear this Scream of like, come here. Like, it, it, like she was losing control of what she created. And Uh we we were kids, we were running around downstairs laughing and stuff. And then we got hit, but it was a game we would play. But, like, but not, we didn't know that it was this person emotionally has all this. She thought one at one point her hair was falling out.
0: I know this is this might not be the right time to address this, but some of the stuff, man, sometimes I, and you know, I know, I know a lot of this stuff because we talk about it privately, but it does sound like is very like traumatic, like, you know, (laughs) when he, when, when he, when he talks about these, these things is, this is not, you say it and you laugh and you're very, you're very jovial about it and like, and, but it is, it is wild. Like it is, this is not, uh, that's,
2: it's very, it's different. Sometimes it's (laughs) difficult for me to hear. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it sounded like, I mean, when you were saying that, one year you said was very difficult. Yeah. That
1: sounded really quite dark for you. It was dark. You know, you know, and Phoebus brought up, you're bringing up a good point, man. And I do appreciate um, how, you know, the the concern because it is, it is dark and it is intense. And, and I was thinking about this with someone. I go, am I, did I just get used to it? Like, was there, was there no tools back then for me growing up? Like, you know how now there's like more therapy, more healness, like just, just more avenues. Like, Maybe I I am I may you can help both help me on this. It was just I in my head I go, Oh, maybe I'm just I got past the point of like or maybe I'm just ignoring it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like when I say it it is very dark. And yeah. I'm like, Oh, I should be it, it should I don't know how to explain it now. I, lost- I think it's
2: yeah, it becomes a norm for you and all of us can find ourselves in situations where something becomes habitual and almost comfortable even though it's not good for us. Um yeah. and I think when it's sort of been passed down through generations or families, even more so because that comes is your norm. So you're like, "Mm, I don't know if this is how it should be, but this is what I'm used to. Uh, How can one help? Like how
0: does not, how can one help themselves? We'll get to that later. But like, if you live with somebody like, so I live with Dave, he's like this. What are the, are there things that, is there anything somebody else can do to help a, recognize that these this is what's going on, and then what are the what are the things that you need to do or would be helpful to the other person? Like obviously, making fun of them is not not the one. But do you do you challenge? Do you say, "Hey, like what what the hell, man? It's just a sock." Or do you uh, accept? <laughs> <laughs> Do you just plant socks? Do you just pay? <laughs> no. I just, uh, no, on, I'm thinking I'm of thinking like just putting like a thousand socks in your room now. Like, just <laughs> yeah, you coming yeah. home to just a giant yeah. sock. But they have to be on the floor. Yeah. Right?
1: No, but. Let's solve it. But what? I want to, I'm going to ask you something after you say what you say. Uh, well, I guess
2: um, the may- the overarching answer to that is the best way of dealing with most forms of anxiety, and you'll probably heard me say this before, is to avoid uh, reassurance behaviors yeah, um, because they maintain the anxiety. So when you
0: say that reassurance behavior, you
2: mean? Doing the things that you're doing to yeah. feel better and control the situation. So basically exposure to the thing that you're threatened by is the best way of getting over the threat. Now that's complicated and it has to be done in a safe way. So, but I shouldn't do it to him. It's difficult when, no, okay. no, that, just no, just to be clear. yeah. Just to be clear. No, um, because, you know, you suddenly, you know, throw a <laughs> dirty, put a dirty sock under his nose and, you know, it could, you could cause him some considerable distress. However, I think, you know, genuinely speaking, I, I like to sensibly ask, what is it you're scared of? Do you see that that actually can't cause you harm um, so that there's a recognition that some of this is coming from a compulsion rather than necessarily direct rationality it's not irrational necessarily because there is of course the possibility that you catch something or that the place will blow up or the, the sock yeah. has caught a germ so the first thing i would do is allow for the possibility that this is what you what you what you're exhibiting is actually obsessive compulsive behavior that that's it it doesn't mean anything else you and don't. then i would definitely sorry then i'd definitely encourage you to try your hardest to let that s- put that sock on tomorrow no if the sock that- falls on the floor pick it, it up it put it on i want you to tr- go through it will you will be uncomfortable but you're not going to die.
1: You know let me let me t- you know I want to ask you something and I want to you're right I as you were telling me that I was like you know what I should break this cycle and and either not put the sock in the uh in the the the, the whatever laundry, the, the bin, laundry, laundry bin. bin or wear it because there there would be points where you know what I would try to explain to you is like when when let's say I the sock fell on the ground I'd look at it and there would be sweat Um, there would be a a frustration in my head and then it would, it would result in tears and me being feels bad about myself. I go, you're, you're, you're a fucking loser. You're, you're, you're sick. You're not like, you know what I mean? You have a problem and you know, you should really get help because you're not, everyone else is living normal and, and look at you. Well, I think I'm
2: glad you brought that up because I think a lot of people do have that, what we call it a secondary disturbance. So you're actually disturbed by the OCD itself, but then you're disturbed by what you're telling yourself about that. I'm an idiot for having this. I should get over this. I should do something about it. I'm mad. There's something wrong with me. I'm sick. All of those things, all of which make you feel worse. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And there are very good reasons why we end up developing OCD if we do or whatever it is. So, it's not a case of being sick. It's just a case of looking and recognizing, okay, I I do. I have some of these behaviors. Some of them aren't so helpful. Um, and I can relearn, uh, how to respond to these. But you're absolutely right that what for most people happens is they think, Oh shit, I'm sick. Yeah. And so not only are they having these OCD behaviors and restricting their life, they're then telling themselves that they're sick or they're crazy. Uh, and that doesn't help because then actually what they want to do is control their lives all the more yeah, and they end up becoming more obsessive. Um, so unfortunately the thing we have to do is make ourselves uncomfortable. That's the best way through all
1: of this. Yeah. Course. And that's a very, a very, I, you know, I've, I've played with that idea in my head and I have to start doing it. It's a, and it's interesting when you like, I want to ask you, why did you bring up what you said? Like, you're like, some of these things are dark. Like, where did that come from? Like I know it came from me telling you all these things. Like, do you know what I mean? Did I, why did like yeah? Why where did, did it I, come? Like yeah, I, I know this, uh, this is not an interview; it's a podcast. But it's just like oh, I never had someone. I never had someone go, "Hey, <laughs> I'm concerned." Do, well, you know, which uh, is, I think uh,
2: thieves should answer why yeah. that. But to my mind, I think it was we. I think we both heard it. It sounded a bit dark for you. Yeah, um, but for it, everyone involved. Yeah, and, for and, anyone and, and, that's going through these symptoms. Yeah, and it's um, or can be. Yeah, and the
0: fact that it, I guess it—it's something that continues in your life. But also, then you know, we hear we, we hear about your family, and it seems to be continuing there as well. And it's the thought that that others are being exposed to this now, you know. Yeah. And it's like, where does it's so scary, man? Because it, scary is maybe not the right word, but the, we the things that I and you notice it how we, you can passed down and maybe this is a whole other episode actually mm. but how you can just pass down behaviors and mm-hmm. yeah. uh, illnesses through i remember reading uh, this is random thought i remember i saw a book called parents they fuck you up that was the na- that was the title of the book that was <laughs> well, just it that was that was all yeah. it was called and maybe that,
2: people can write in i can't remember but there's the famous beginning of the, that famous novel they fuck you up your mom and dad who's that by
1: oh i remember that
2: It's the very first line of a novel, they fuck you up, your mum and dad. They fuck you up, your mum and dad. Um, Well, it's, that's a, yeah, it's
0: just one of those things. And at what point do you, because if you don't deal with what you do, I know you're going to want to not pass it on to your kids if, you know, if, if, mm -hmm. if, and when you ever have them and move out of our bloody apartment, if we all go and find some kids you recognize that you got,
1: that there's something that you that yeah, no, you got work to do, right? Yeah. But do you, do you think that I'm, I I'm, am I know I should answer this. I'm why I don't know why I'm asking you to answer it, but do you think I'm avoiding getting help or ignoring it? Or like, what do you, what would, what would you think? I don't know, like, sometimes it's,
0: it's, yeah, like, you know. Sometimes it's, and sometimes people
1: are not aware they need it, but you seem to be aware that this is
0: not comfortable way to exist,
2: but you haven't made the sort, step. You yeah. haven't made the step yet. Well, it might not be that you've recognized how uncomfortable it is or how much it's impinged on you. Or it might be that actually you just don't care. Or it might be that it's habit, so it's part of your daily accepted life. accepted it kind of thing, so which is not really, a good thing. It doesn't – yeah. It doesn't yeah, – I don't think anyone's going around saying, oh, my God, you know. <laughs> but uh, – when they hear these things, they're like, why is well, he laughing
0: at it? It's a Philip Larkin poem, by the way. Ah, oh, Philip Larkin poem. It's a Philip They fuck you up, your mum and dad. They may not mean to, but they do. They fill you with the faults they had and add some extra just for you. But they were fucked up in their turn by fools in old style hats and coats who half the time were soppy stern and half at one another's throats. Man hands on misery to man. It deepens like a coastal shelf. Get out as early as you can. And don't have any kids yourself. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's cheery. Jesus. <laughs> Whoa. Ah, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, it's a poem.
1: It wasn't a novel. You know, one of the things too, like you know, it's not like I took like one positive thing that came out of all that comes out of some of this stuff was like I remember as a kid, um, we didn't have a TV at one of the houses we lived in. We didn't have a TV in our rooms. I, yeah, and we and we had we had washed, we had bat bathe so we weren't allowed to go downstairs and watch the the, the hot tv mm. so i would have to go in my uh mom and dad's room and sit at the edge of the, their bed and i'd watch wrestling like it was monday night raw every monday but it was like a, a thing of like i sat at the edge of, and i was close i was like my mom and dad are sitting behind me and it was like a thing you know, even though in the th- how that thing was, birth was like I can't watch TV like a normal person, like any other normal kid, or I shouldn't use word normal," but maybe any other household, you take you take a bath and you just go watch t- TV downstairs. Right. But I wasn't allowed to because that was the it was dirty down there because I had washed. So uh-huh. I'd only be I was only able to sit at the edge of the bed and watch raw. But I never forgot that. That, that moment, moment yeah. for like the rest yeah. of my life i was like that was as like, in like
0: it was you were cl- you felt closer to them i felt closer
1: like, to them and i was like i'm next to my mom and dad it's yeah. i love wrestling they're like did your mom
2: love wrestling too
0: no
1: they were asleep oh. <laughs> <laughs> cool
0: this, you know i just want to say this podcast became my worst nightmare cuz you started talking about wrestling <laughs> i was like fuck we managed no, like no. two episodes without talking about fucking wrestling <laughs> but let me uh, let me bring it back to something cuz i did some a little bit of research and it seems that there's a lot of well, there's a lot of people with OCD, but there's a lot of well-known historical figures, celebrities that also suffer from OCD. The mm-hmm. most famous, I think, being Howard Hughes. I think the whole movie made about him, where he's, he had yes. these OCD tendencies. Uh, yeah, he was quite extreme. Well, yeah, he he, yes. he was very extreme. And then there was another one was Nikola Tesla. Nikola Tesla. Uh, and I was reading, he had chronic OCD. He had germ phobia and he really liked the number three, three. So he would often walk around the block three times before entering a building, but he was also scared of round objects, especially women's jewelry and <laughs> refused to shake hands with people or touch anyone's hair. Is, I didn't
1: are these all, laugh. Though.
0: Yeah. Why? I, didn't, a- I
1: don't, you know why I laughed? Because I was like, Oh, I actually, I was like, Oh, that's, that makes sense. My, my numbers too. If it's on a one or a three, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going near that. <laughs> uh-huh. that's why I was like uh-huh. I get that I get that whole thing <laughs> that's fair. but is, so if
0: you're if you're scared of round objects including women's jewelry are you that's OCD, that that's OCD y-
2: yeah I would say so I, mean, it, but there, I there could be a phobia involved
0: okay I'm just I, I, I'm because cur- it seems so I guess what I'm learning every time we do one of these is that so many things are interconnected that there's never any one thing that's that is like relate. It's not just like, Oh, you have this thing and everything else is fine. It's like, Oh, this guy's got OCD, but his anxiety is top notch. He's like very strong in that. You know, it's always, he has OCD. He's probably got anxiety. He's probably got, uh, this or he or she, sorry. And it's, yeah, it's, I don't want to say fascinating is not the right word, but it's so we we're so complicated.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And this is only what we know now. And a lot of this has changed and changes all the time. And actually, even all of, you know, all of the diagnosis and the yeah. stuff in the diagnostical and statistical manual, that's just us. You know, there's a committee that gets together and debates on that and says, mm, what do we think? Should this go in or should it not go in?
0: The psychiatry illuminati.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Just a bunch of dude yeah. there's a bunch of white men probably sitting in a room, I'm guessing I don't know now um but i mean i I know one of them <laughs> yeah, he's a white man <laughs> oh <there you> go. <laughs> um a direct connection to the psychiatry Illuminati. but, but they do have uh they're all related, yeah, I mean everything is kind of related, so. OCD is on a spectrum of you know anxiety but it's all on a spectrum of some some sort or another just Most
0: anecdotally i don't nothing to do with any of your clients but do you what's the worst case that you have heard of i re, i read about a few online and i was and i was going to use them as examples but i thought maybe i was just telling dave on there was a guy that collected 30 tons of he 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 was ocd and was hoarding uh stuff in his Uh, house in the uk he's collected 30 tons of 30 years worth of old newspapers which equated to like 30 tons of rubbish and he only lived in a chair he sat in his chair and he ate in the chair he slept in the chair and everything else around him was just rubbish and he had six cars in his garden Mm. and (laughs) the thing said he had so much he had hoarded so much rubbish that they could see it on google maps like from a satellite wow. imagery. Wow, that's amazing. But is what is, are there any cases that you know of offhand of like the?
2: No, I I think. Um, I mean, a well-known Howard Hughes is a well-known example because he basically became, you know, a complete recluse. So I think oftentimes the ones, the extreme cases are, are where people become reclusive and don't leave their homes. And they're agrophobic, and their lives get incredibly small. Um, but honestly, they these. Uh, obsessions can come about pretty much anything, uh, and they can impinge in small or, or, or really, really big ways. But you can be super high functioning yeah. with OCD, like you. How Absolutely, is a genius. Yeah. So it's not like you could be super high functioning with depression, super high functioning with anxiety. It doesn't affect your intelligence. Uh, it's just um, how it gets in the way. So OCD can get in your way if you never leave your house. It can get in the way if, you know, every time you drop a sock, you can't go out, but it could also help. You know, there might be, oh, I'm a little bit organized about stuff. I'm a little bit regimented, so I won't do this until I've done this. So there are ways in which some element of organized behavior is a good thing. It's always when it basically impinges on our lives that we start worrying about anything whether that's depression, anxiety, OCD, or whatever,
1: every other day or every day I check my credit card balance. So and it, and, <laughs> Dave's and just going to throw out random, random symptoms. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean like no, no. I'm saying how it helps. I go and so then that I could never, be yeah, yeah. So that's for example. Let, yeah
2: Your your credit's probably good, or at least if it's not good, it's that's because you know it's not good. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's never in a negative, right? Like I'm never, I'm always on point with that. Like I'm like that's a that's a concern where I'm like ah, gotta check it. If it's not checked after like three four days, then the then a panic starts. So that's an example maybe of how it's benefiting me as you know a
2: little bit of uh sort of some sort of order can be useful. We don't want chaos in our yeah. lives. The trouble is that, you know, people OCD, they they try and in, in, impose order on practically everything or the things that they've chosen to impose it on. And rather than their lives getting bigger, their lives actually get smaller. And then you're worrying about some uh, extra level of a thing, something to be anxious about, which isn't really the thing that you were anxious about in the first place. Because originally you're anxious about maybe not feeling something or not experiencing something. And then to avoid that, you become obsessive about washing your hands, and then actually the anxiety becomes about washing your hands. and You're not even then worrying about what the first anxiety yeah. was about. So you're one removed from what the original anxiety is. So for you, these are all um, better little things that help you get through your day-to-day life. But I, I would reckon… Now, I'm going to take you up on that. that I legitimately Start manage. slipping mm-hmm. just one or two yeah. of the smaller things out and see what happens, how anxious it makes you feel. The very fact, because you said that you were sweating. Sweating, yeah. yeah. You know, so you're already having a a physical somatic response to something, dropping your sock on the floor, which is above and beyond what dropping your sock on the floor should be. So I think that's indicative of the fact that there's a little bit of a fight or flight response going on to something that's actually really quite ordinary. And so we want the fight and flight response to be saved for when actually you really need it, not for when you're just dropping a sock on the
1: floor. No, what I'm gonna it? do that.
0: What's 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 interesting to me, and I, and I think Thank we'll you. Pro- probably end end on this. Is I got one so more that, thing
1: though.
2: Uh, yeah. I we, we had no, a stare we, down just yeah. now. Yeah. No, you I, didn't see it. I was, yeah. I, was
0: yeah. I I looked at him. I I
1: could ask. He tried you, to I, flex on me. I no, don't I know. don't flex <laughs> on you. I wanted. To, I saved this till the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. No, no. but, but we, got we time can. For we, I don't because I don't know. I thought it. It's graphic and it might be funny. I've told you this story before. Well, I haven't told, but whatever. It's like, it just sums up my sister and my mom. It summed up the whole family in one sequence. You're like, okay, that's why. Is this the R story? Yeah. And well, Why did this bloody story every time? He doesn't like it, but I think it's like, it, it's, I just find it
0: very well, ridiculous. Like, well, we, can, we can end on the R story if you want. But before that, um, people can get medication for this, right? If it's serious enough. But what I don't What my brain is having trouble processing is how does medication stop you from acting on compulsion? Does it get rid of the compulsive thoughts or is it attacking a whole different uh, or soothing a whole different part of your brain? Is it stopping a certain chemical being... Made. I don't know if you know the answer to this. Maybe this is something we should have researched before I came in here, but it's something, <laughs> but it, no, that is interesting to me that like for s- such a specific thing that like depression, I can understand, you know, you, you, some people drink, some people smoke weed, some people do whatever, Molly MDMA to feel better. Mm-hmm. Um How will any of those, the smoking or uh,
2: uh, drinking help with OCD? Like, well, I think you're talking there might be two different things so one might be something that distracts you from your OCD or relieves you of the symptoms, and another might be something that actually prevents it from from happening or whatever the symptom is so some of the antidepressants uh the the way they work you know you end up feeling less depressed um, you're right i don't know the the complete answer to this because i'm not a psychiatrist, so i don't know uh, the technical ways in which medications affect uh, the various receptors in the brain um, to provide relief for the various different symptoms of these things. But with OCD, usually what happens is that medication quietens down the obsessive thoughts um, and it turns down the volume on them okay. so that you still notice them, but you don't necessarily you know, have the same response. So when, Dave drops the sock. It might be, shit, I've dropped the sock, but it's not so intense that he's sweating and has to do something about it. Okay. Um, So uh, it quietens the intrusive thinking. um, And then because the intrusive thinking is quietened and the level of uh, threat isn't seen, seemed so great. The behavioral response isn't so extreme. So right now the behavioral experience, you know, is I don't know, whatever washing your hands fifty times. Uh if the threat is seemed to be less bad, you don't need to wash your hands fifty times because so the, the response will be less. And then once the response is less, you kind of segue yourself out of the habit. Can you talk your way out of OCD?
0: Like does coming in for therapy help with OCD or does it just help you understand what it is you're doing so then, then you can essentially the answer being I will. I need to put myself uh, in. I need to stop repeating that behavior because I know that if I expose myself to it, that I will get better. Is, like we're talking with your, we're talking with your mate about OCD. Help you get better with OCD, or do you need, Is it like a? Prof, you know, at some point, does a professional need to be involved?
2: I don't think a professional needs to be involved necessarily, um, but it's optimal I think if you've got more than one person working on a problem and if you're already habitualized to the problem and you're inclined to give in to the problem having another person to help you is probably a good thing particularly with the exposure because there's what we want usually with these sorts of things we want to expose the person to the thing that scares them in a safe way Um, chances are often if people do it on their own they back out of doing that. They'll find a reason not to. Um, or they'll do it once, but not again, or not consistently, or not long enough, or whatever. So the idea of having a therapist to help you or a friend, um, is that, you know, they're gonna say, Okay, you go on, I want you to put that sock on, Dave. And he, Dave's like, Oh mm-hmm. no, go on, you'll be fine. And, you know, if I was working with Dave, I would be getting him to do, you know, one of those exercises every day and I would be looking at Uh, how he responded, uh, how he reacted to that on a scale of, say, 1 to 10. Um, I would be making sure that we gave him some sort of maybe relaxation exercise or breathing exercises to do in conjunction with raising his um, uh, distress levels because he's going to feel distressed when he's put in that situation. So it's good to do it with a professional if you've got quite extreme um, symptoms uh, because it's good to have the help. It's good to have someone to help, you know, push you a little bit. And it's good to have someone there if, you know, you panic or something goes wrong. Um, so, for example, you know, we've got one client that that we work with here. And I go with him and, you know, he has to put his finger around the toilet bowl. Um, oh, snap. Because he's, you know, terrified of germs. And so little by little, you know, we started with him putting his hand on the on the door of the toilet because before he would, you know, put his... Oh, I've done that. Jumper over. Yeah, I do that. I mean, I Jumper, do that normally. Yeah. Um and little by little we've got I mean, I wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't put my yeah. finger in the in the bowl. Ooh. Ooh. Uh but for him, you know, he's literally doesn't want to come in each week because that's he knows that's what he's got to do. But over a period of time, he's got a lot further. What kind of business are you running here, Ben? Yeah. Getting a putting people clean the, toilets. In, in the toilet. Uh, no, it's but- certainly saved on the cleaning bill, I can tell <laughs> you.
1: cheers
0: well let me uh, me, uh, i guess we're gonna end on dave's ass story i don't think we can avoid it no it's
1: not okay it it it, i thought so i i was back in my hometown and i had to do this show i had to open for a very very uh successful comedian um but like leading up to it i was like there's some i feel again i we talked about it one time it was like it felt like a bump in my butt like at the side i couldn't pinpoint it and then my sister's asking me i'm visiting for christmas she's like can i come to the show and i'm just getting frustrated because i'm having an internal panic i can't but i well i can't tell these people what's happening like i can't like i can't share with them and my sister's like i'm just trying to support you and i'm now i'm screaming at her and then she's fighting and my mom's like chill out and then my mom's no something's wrong david and i go fine fuck man there's something in my ass and my mom goes, uh, what's in your ass? I go, "It's." I think it's a bump. She goes, let me see it. I go, I'm not letting you. You can't see my, it's weird. It breaks the code of mom, son. Mm-hmm. She goes, no, no, uh, Habibi, your sister, she had a bump in her ass. I already checked it. And I go, what? That's, what? And then my sister comes in. She goes, I, she did. Um, and... <laughs> she goes i'm fine i think you should get it checked i go but mom's not a doctor she goes i have gloves and i go what <laughs> the fuck she goes and gets gloves and then she goes you yeah, go to the bathroom i go mom please she goes i'm your mother i brought you into this world go so i get in the bathroom she opens up my you, <laughs> my mom's like I can't see. I'm having a hard time seeing. And my sister is behind her with the iPhone with the light. And then there, she's like, I no, I, this is the same as your sister. There's nothing wrong. But the and the kids in the house are screaming, they're like, What's going on in the bathroom? And everyone's like, Get the fuck away from the door and then if she saw it and we all I pulled my pants up and she's like, It's the same bump as your sister. It's not really like a bump. Um I don't want to end the
0: episode. I wanna end the whole podcast. <laughs> I don't ever want to see you again I don't okay, even want to go yeah, home no, with I'm, you I'm Honestly, I'm not going out
1: for dinner now <laughs> I <just laughs> I actually, I've
2: i got a story that can match it But we'll do it next time <laughs> See, We're just going to end on an <laughs> ass story every week
0: now.
1: No he's building suspense for the next one yeah. That's great man Well, oh.
0: Thank you guys for listening I hope you found it useful uh, We'll see you next time and We'll hear you next time
2: I hope you haven't been put off your of food
0: <laughs> Cheers Free